to don't bring your trial spirit in manifestation today again. This is anything called a trial spirit. You can ask them after church. Ask technical managers. Hey! If there's anything called an attitude of trance. Look up somebody and greet the person. Tell the person the name of the church if you know. Tell the person keep pressing hard. Keep pressing hard in Christ. Many of us know how to keep pressing hard in business and money making and romance cutting. Some of us will do anything to get any girl or any boy. You walk, you talk, you shout. You could do anything. You could stand one hour just stay with a loved one. Somebody have affection for and not know. You can stand four hours, three hours, six hours. At the advent of the extra cool. The all nine free talk granted by the mobile network provider for phone calls, etc. Several people in Nigeria discovered their hidden strength. Their strength to last all night. 12.01 till 5 a.m. Chatting, laughing, calling. In the rendezvous of secrecy, of pettiness of law, of romance. Very powerful. All night long, people who were already tired and fagged from hard work during the day will still hang on and call all night long. All night long. Talking, gisting, jesting, laughing, sneezing, mourning, screaming, just talking the talk you see somebody all day you talk all day then you say don't worry we we'll continue to talk all night you talk all night again put together you have talked 18 hours nothing central nothing serious nothing important just this love 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 thing be encouraged to press on not just in the things you do and you think are most important but in the most important venture of your entire life Christ Jesus in relationship with you first Corinthians 1 and verse 9 God is faithful by whom you have been called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ Second Corinthians 13 and verse 14 The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Spirit with you all.
if there be any consolation, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same mind one towards another. Philippians 2 from verse 2. It says truly, First Corinthians, First John 1 and verse 3, our fellowship is with the Father and Jesus Christ, his Son. Press. Press. We always talk about being far from work. We talk about being tired. See, I'm so tired. I've had a long day petting my kids. I'm so stressed. So stressed. You say, why? You say, oh, it was tedious today doing business. We really talk about being stressed after praying 10 hours. Romans 12 and verse 11, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit. He heard that Epaphroditus had been sick. Paul talking to the Philippians. He said, this man longed after them, though he was full of heaviness because he had been sick. Why was he ill? Why was he sick? Philippians 2, 26 to 30. Philippians 2, 26 to verse 30. I'm in chapter 2 from verse 26 unto 30. Be courage for the work of Christ. He was nigh unto death. <laughs> for the work of Christ. For the work of Christ. Some believers have a hangover from drunkenness. They've drunk too much alcohol. They are staggering and foaming and vomiting. And Some believers are fagged. For too much indulgence, indulges in sense rude, sensuous pleasures. Some believers lose their health over some barbiturates intake. Some believers are too tired from jesting and playing games. I remember we used to have a keyboardist who broke his tie from playing football. He will come to church with some guard or something binding his, his tie. And he said he was suffering for Christ. He played football and sprained his body. Not really break, sprained his body. And I said, sir, did you pray, strain your body? Was it two prayers? The man said, no, sir. I was trying to assist in a football match. I was trying to help a team win and he had a serious injury for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death he prayed so much he fasted so much he was always there always in church always available always laboring for God uh, he did not regard his life 
He had put Christ ahead. He was not fourth or foremost. He was Christ first and last. For the law of Christ constraineth us. For we thought John that if one died, they were all dead. But they for whom he died should no longer leave the rest of their time in the flesh to the will of man, but unto him who died for them and rose again. As for knowing no man after the flesh, Christ will not after the flesh, but he will no longer after the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Second Corinthians 5, 14, 15, 16, 17. Welcome you in Jesus' name to church. Thank you. You're welcome to church. I've been trying to summarize with some core content evaluation what I have called blessed of God under the broad theme the wisdom of God understanding the wisdom of God I've called these blessed of God in a summary I'm at a very interesting point just as interesting as every other point where I am trying to preach at you the thought that once it's about God once it's about God the only connect you have is in Christ there is no other possible connect with God outside of Christ this is a central central theme in the Bible it's a major ideology is a very cardinal philosophy of Bible it's the message what the Bible calls the truth this is what the Bible heralds and declares and proclaims the truth Galatians chapter number 3 and verse 26 for example so is for we all are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus we are not children of God because we've been born into this world we are not children of God because we are descendants even of Abraham as the Old Testament teaches we are not children of God because we have moral aptitudes, gestures fortrightness we act and look like Christians we are not children of God because we speak well, talk well, act cool or have any godly countenance we are not children of God because we are faultless in our habits fatherly or motherly in our disposition upright upright right in our words 
Rather, we are children of God by faith. I'm not underestimating right attitudes, postures, and gestures of right doing. I'm only saying that right doing will not make you a child of God. Rather, you become a child of God, then you have a central, innate, inner potentiality and kinetic energy. Energy of position and motion to do the bidding of your father who has changed you on the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's not about Christ, it's not of God. Religion has told us the lie that it may be any other way. It can come through any other stance or posture or position of religion. But it's a lie of Satan. It's either through Christ or not of God. Philippians, I mean, John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me. In Christ Jesus, Galatians 3 and verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ, the in Christ faculty. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Many of us up to now have this bias for the Jews. Up to now we have this disaffection for the Gentiles. We have these Semitic, anti-Semitic values of theology. Hate or love for the Jews the Hebraic or the Palestinian nationals. Ladies and gentlemen, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 is clear concerning this. I'm not speaking from my own bias or sentiment, my own cynical, pessimistic or religious ideology or confusion. I'm telling you what the Bible teaches us. Ephesians 2 and verse 13. I've added 13 to it. I had said 14, 15 earlier. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. When we speak of the blood of Jesus, we're not speaking about something you plead when you're afraid. We're not talking about some ointment you turn your chapman or your black currant drink into by some joke of superstition or cultic enterprise. Cultic merchandise that some pastors have turned Christianity into. Each time you see the blood of Jesus, it stands for his death. When you are pleading the blood of Jesus, you are asking for his death. You are asking for his death all over again. 
you're asking for his death all over again the field of blood of Acts 1 and verse 19 describes the field of death the field of Judas's suicide the field of suicide verse 18 the field of blood same thing Ephesians 2 14 For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments containing ordinances to making himself of twin one new man so making peace it is not whether you are Jew or Gentile whether you are born again or not and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were afar and to them which were nigh. it speaks of peace of Christ to the Gentiles afar and to the Jews that were in familyhood already all broken down to one access verse 18 for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God citizens with the saints Philippians 3 and verse 20 says our conversation is in heaven. Galatians 6 and verse 10 says as we have the opportunity to do good to all men, especially they of the household of faith. Galatians chapter number 6 and verse 15 is worth reading at this point. I love it. For in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, most pastors and most believers have this wrong notion that God is free for all, available to all outside Christ. It's just superstition. There's no contact with God outside of Christ. There's no access to God outside of Christ. There's no faith in God outside of Christ. It has to be through Christ. like the honor of the father that they may be reverence and worship Jesus did not resist worship for he was God Almighty in reverence of God John 5 and verse 23 that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father he that honoreth not the son honoreth not the father which had sent him if you don't believe the son you don't believe God this is something people don't preach at us pastors don't even know we 
make God look available in the enterprise of human desires. We make God look like somebody we can just contact by straying or and some religious surmises, superstition, assumptions, surface religious value without anything that has to do with the soul of man or the salvation of his life or soul. Galatians 6 and verse 15 For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. When we talk about Christ, we're not talking about whether you are Jew or Gentile. We're not talking about whether you are Nigerian or Israelite. We're talking about whether you are a new creature or not. First John chapter number 2 and verse number 23 Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. Jesus is the access, Jesus is the core, Jesus is the truth. He said he is the way and then he is the truth and he is the life in it. The way to God, access to God and the God you meet in the way. The way, the truth and the life, no man cometh, he said, but by me. Second John and verse 9. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. No compromise. No middle range or path of agreement. There is no balance. It's either you are in Christ and in God or you are in God and not in Christ. Some folks claim to know God without Christ. It's a lie. Some folks claim to believe in God without Christ. It's a blatant lie. I don't know who Allah is. God's word does not teach us about the Allah of the Mohammedan or the Muslim. The Bible does not refer in any way to Islam like the Quran refers to the Bible, it's, 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 a, it's a pity for Islam. It's a serious minus that the book highly held in esteem by Muslims quotes copiously from the Bible with a lot of manipulations. It's a shame on Islam. It is so shameful for Islam that the Bible does not make any reference to Islam or Muhammad or Allah. The Allah of the Muslim is foreign to the Bible. When you find a man like that, the name of, when you find a man like Daddy Freeze or Freeze Daddy or whatever he calls himself, tell you that Allah of the Muslim is God of the Bible, you see that he's an ignorant, ignorant ignoramus. He doesn't know anything. He's just exploiting the naivety and the juvenility and the crudeness and the literacy of Christian bodies to teach you lies he does not know anything about. He's vulgar and sentimental and ill to the body of Christ. And many of us love it because he accepts that we should drink to stupor, we should womanize. We should live our lives in an unwholesome and unhealthy way till we die young. 
The Bible does not say anything at all about Allah. The Allah person is foreign to the word. Muhammad is foreign to the Bible. If it's not Christ, it can't be anything that is of God. The God described. Now listen, I'm talking about gods or a God you know. The God who made the heaven and the earth described in the Bible cannot be accessed up now you may say no 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 there is a god by the name of zumu zumu or by the name of amadioha or by the name of obatala or by the name of so and so well i don't know all that i'm talking about the god who made the heavens and the earth described in the bible and don't make a mistake don't don't be, don't be hushed into a quiesence don't be don't be hushed to quickly give up what you think I'm telling you about the God the Bible teaches. I'm not talking about the God you know or you have heard or you have seen before. I'm telling you the God the Bible preaches. So always maintain that. Don't say, he said my God is a demon. I never said that yet, but I know. Psalm 96 and verse 5 says, all the gods of the nation, they are idols. And first John 5 and verse 21 says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. First Corinthians 7 and verse 14 says, flee. I don't little read. Second John and verse nine: Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. This is the point, and from this I have said. In him, Colossians 2 and verse 3, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. On these grounds I've said, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30, that Christ is made unto us wisdom, redemption, righteousness, is made unto us sanctification. I have said to all that I said, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 24, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Jesus is the power of God. I've said, there's no other blessing outside salvation. I have said there's no other blessing outside Christ and I've said to you away with religious superstitions for example counting rains to be a blessing is an error it's just weather and it's purely natural it's ideal for farm produce and just this it's like floods, floods can be a disaster to a nation and a community. Rain can be harnessed for fortification of the herbs of the field to provide food for you and I to live physically healthy lives in longevity till we die on this earth one day. Because the older we get, the closer we get to our graves. The older our cells live because we eat, the nearer they are, they are to silicon, to the earth of which they were basically made by God at the creation of man. God made man of the dust of the earth, of the rubbish of the earth. Of the rubbish of the earth, God, God made man and put man in his mortal body. God had created man in the secret place of the, of, of, of the unknown male and female and then god made rubbish and put male and female in it and called their name adam 
It understands from man, male, female. And then on a certain day, God removed the female parts of man. He said, what did he do? And possibly gathered dust again and put her and brought her to Adam. And Adam said, this shall be called woman. Woman, which means made out of man. Whosoever transgressed and abided not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. What I'm telling you is cast in the body of Christ. Many things I preach at you on this stage, you won't find cheap. Very, very scarce spiritual commodity and resource. Please take it to heart and learn it. Some of you may never have the privilege to hear what I'm saying to you again forever and ever and ever. Not because you will die young or die on timely death, but because you shift position, location. You transverse the afternoon business already. You move out of this town, you relocate. And you don't find it cheap anymore. Many things we call church are not church. I've said to you, we are not supposed to be in church and attempt to hear things that will be some form of uh, blessing. We are not supposed to come to church and just hear some things, some joke. Rather, we are supposed to come to church and be taught the Bible. This is what I do in this church. Make no mistake about it. Somebody asks, what does he do? Tell you, tell them. He teaches us the Bible. He teaches us the Bible. Someone says, sir, let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Teach me how to live with my children. Sir, teach me how to live in courtship. Sir, teach me how to do business. Sir, teach me how to make money. Teach me how to read and turn from being a failure to being an excellent scholar. Teach me how to manage my appetite. Teach me how to be free from glutonous wine binding action of drunkenness. Teach me how to manage my habituations and miscomportments. And I said, don't worry. I want to teach you the Bible. When I say believer born of the Spirit of Christ, you understand the Bible, you'll be shocked that newness of life is at your beck and call. Buried with him by baptism into his death, that even as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, you and I shall walk in newness of life. Walking in newness of life is what you need. You don't need pockets of walking in victory and walking in breakthrough and walking in deliverance and walking in prosperity and walking in holiness and what no you need the word so you can walk in newness of life you will discover that every area of your life totally reflects the nature of jesus and this is the desirable content this is the desirable this is the desirable place to be the place where you first Thessalonians 2 and verse 12 begin to walk worthy of the Lord who has called you unto his kingdom and his glory
Bible says Monday money is best for business irrelevant to the believer this is irrelevant to the believer when I start the month with shortage I will end the month with shortage lies just mere superstition away with superstitions if it's not in Christ it's irrelevant to you away with lies and traditions of man away with the culture of your own traditions if it's not in Christ you are a new creature the man that could be subject to those lies of traditions died in Christ Jesus you it works in Christ Jesus you are life with new life all those lies are irrelevant to you this is the position you must take from today they say they say then say, then say, say, I am a believer. Some believers gloat and glory in some evil concoctions of superstitious tradition. Someone says, Ah, only ah, oh, only rubbish. When a living cell happens up, it will crack or break. Tell you about you are suffering from sclerosis. Scleralizing of cells is happening. Your cells are dying. That's what it means. So say, oh, you're about to die. Don't you about me? What if I come What is the meaning of that nonsense? There is no elect outside God Almighty in Christ Jesus or Christ in God Almighty. Religious superstitions. Ah, elect that me. Ah, eh. Hey, 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 Count those things but don't count them count them something you have put behind you count them something that was in the life you lived before count that something under the blood of christ has been cut away you've been separated from this life you've been delivered from the stranglehold of such things as onirocritic powers powers of dreams rubbish them We can be caught in the web of a future. Oh my God, it makes me cry. How can we be caught in the web of uncertainties? How many of you will lose money? You will lose good things in life. It's not a curse. I'm not imposing the curse upon you. Blessings don't impose curses. I mean, I mean, principles don't impose curses, only assure blessings. I'm only saying that if you don't know the truth, you'll be used up. They will manipulate you. No matter how stingy you are, maybe you think you are stingy, I will not allow. A time is going to come, you find it very impossible not to yield to the deceit of fallen men because you are spiritually inactive and docile and petite and kiddish and kindergarten. You are, you are spiritually poor. When someone says, I have a dream about you and all my dreams come to pass. I don't want to hear when you travel back home country 
And your mother says, I want to take you to a woman. A woman who always interprets her dreams about people. She said, I'm not going. Oh, you said, is she born again? You don't even know what the reason to be born again. So would you even value that as precious and prized and premium in any life? When somebody says, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Then I say, you born again. Careful, what am I dismissed to you? Ah, because it's so cheap. If you lay cause of all me, I will lay cause of all. Let's see what will work. <laughs> That's how cheap it is. Of course, my Bible tells me I should bless and curse not. Romans 12 and verse 14. First John, first Peter 3 and verse 9. I should bless and curse not. But then if you threaten me with a curse, I will threaten you with the blessing of a curse. <laughs> Lives are ruined, are ruined by wicked people who have the power of dreams. Oh my God! I'm sad. Tears well upon within the frame of my tear bags for the ruinous lives many of you are living as believers. I'm sad. Something's about to happen to you. Somebody's about to cheat you of life. Make you die before your time. Matthew 24 and verse 11. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. They will call me she's keen. But they are worse. Matthew said, which they will deceive many. Verse 12 of Matthew 24. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of men will be cold. Many will be discouraged and disconcerted and discontented and deceived so they will backslide because of lying prophets. I will be like Say, I am sorry, but uh, I'm sorry to talk to you. Can I talk to you? Don't talk to me. God has spoken to me today. <laughs> Can I talk to you? What will you say? Are you born again? See, when you see one weird looking, tall, dirty, prophetic man with some dreadlocks, some evil long beard, like Baba Onirubo Yoke of Ikweledumari. Comes towards you and says, Can I talk to you? I said, Don't talk to me. Go and sit down. Are you born again? You can't talk to me unless you are born again. The sphere under which my father operates is in Christ. Points at you, somebody points at you and points at you, and you say, Hey, hey, please don't point. So, what? Somebody makes a sign to you, yeah. So, what? Somebody snaps a finger, why? 
they go and sleep oh lady you have already seen Jesus hallelujah this is the truth of the Bible natural symbols have nothing to do with Christ ethical symbols have nothing to do with Christ you are a new creature you are put in the realm of God See, I love this one. He rescued us from the power of darkness. He translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You are a brand new person. You never existed before. You lost your identity in God's divinity. So all those superstitions are useless when they say, tell them, mommy, 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 are you born again? What does God to us say? He says, though he first Corinthians chapter number eight. Let's see what the Bible says. Because when we don't know that there's a grand formula, there's a grand understanding of these things from the world. Very grand, very total, very colossal, very fundamental, very global. It's eternal. They are eternal principles of the world you should apply for this temporary act. Eternal. It's all encompassing. Hear this one, for example. First Corinthians chapter number eight. Well, I play the keyboard, I'll close very soon. First Corinthians eight. For though there are be that are called gods whether in heaven or in us yes god would accept the fact that they are gods they are idols they are idols pretending supernatural powers of disaster many times on this earth for evil than good gods they are better known to swear and lay curses than blessing most times people that parade and perpetrate idols are always boasting on doing mischief and killing somebody inflicting leprosy or tuberculosis than than blessing lives what what will they do than to act like their father the devil who is the god of this world gospel we hid it is hid to them that are lost the Corinthians 4 verse 3 verse 4 says in whom the God of this world John 12 31 14 and verse 30 Jesus said the praise of the world cometh and he findeth nothing in me what can demons gods idols do that to act like Satan and we have been delivered from his stronghold Corinthians chapter number 8 and verse 5 for though there be that are called gods whether in heaven or in us as there be gods many and lots many one more one more many gods and idols one more 
first Corinthians 10 and verse 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. First Corinthians, first John 5 and verse 21. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Don't be contaminated by gods and demi gods and semi gods. Verse 6. They are idols. They are demons. They are idols. This ass should never be viewed outside Christ. There is nothing you can say about this world. Once it's not routed through Christ, you are sitting on things. has made us meet to be partakers of his inheritance in the saints light who have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood in the forgiveness of sins he says who is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creation for by him by him all things were created by him by him all things were created visible and invisible all things were created whether they be thrones or dominions principalities or powers all things were created by him all things were created for him and oh God I've just quoted Colossians 1 13, 14, 15, 16 look at verse 17 and he is ahead of all things and by him all things consist if Jesus is ahead of all things on what God should we be afraid of idols somebody brings a God a God be or adore a god and she see so what somebody brings an amulet if amure so what he is ahead of all things and by him all things consist he is ahead but the moment you don't stay with the truth you'll be lured into fear of idols a joke when they attack you, you have nothing to say that they'll be mopping in some morbid deadly fatal courage you are trying to display they will make it they, they will miss you like meat they will roast you like barbecue unless eh, i'm a child of god devil's lunch park oh me. first corinthians 8 and verse 6 but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, <laughs> of whom are all things, doesn't say we in ourselves. I say, "Emi go le furami, ah, emi go furami le, furami, tu 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 t
kill on me. <laughs> this is not powerful. Don't make, they will kill you, and if they kill you, you are gone, you are dead. You forgotten in no time. Those who that have been forgotten. My mother died in 1994 while I was in Cambos. And I was, I'm always, I'm always wondering. What does my mother look like? I take time to think high again. People that die are forgotten. They will just roast you up for lunch and that's the end of it. You better stand in the truth of the word of God. You better be born again. First Corinthians 8 and verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Jesus is the way. Jesus is a conveyor. Jesus is content. Jesus is the context of all relationships with God. It will come outside Him. It's in Him. It can't come outside Him. It's in Him. outside him it's in him it does not come through praying it's in him it doesn't come through fasting it's in Christ it doesn't come through blood so Lord have mercy upon me Father imagine it's in him it does not come through walking for God I imagine my tights it's in him In him, by him, for him, through him. Look at your Bible. Everything centers around Christ. Second Corinthians 1 verse 20 For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen to the glory of God by us. Think about it. Romans 15 and verse 4 For whatsoever things we are written for time we are written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Romans 15 8. Jesus, now this I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision to confirm to us the promises made unto our fathers. Acts 13 from verse 32. And we glad tidings how that the promises God made to our fathers, He had fulfilled the same in us their children that he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. I must quote you this one. Oh, well, let's see together. John 5. John 5. From verse 39. John 5. John 5. John 5. Search 
the scriptures. Hey! I know a church where the Bible study type service is called Sunday Scriptures. It's a whole church. Not important, but there's a church like this. The scriptures. Ha! You can make one careless mistake. Not all mistakes are careless. The mistake of not knowing not as grievous as the mistake of refusing to know. Stubbornness and idolatry in the Bible are similar. It's called iniquity and witchcraft. At 1 Samuel 15 from verse 21 to 23. Rebellion against God sometimes is the reason why many of you refuse to agree with the truth. God's word is clear, but you say, no, I don't want to agree. And 1 John 1, 10 and 5, 10 says, if we refuse to agree with him, we make a lie of his truth. If God says this is the way, and you say you don't want to agree, you make a lie of the truth. There are people who search scriptures. They think that understanding God or relationship with him is about Bible verses. It's about commandments it's about carrying out laws laws perfection based on levitical ideology of priesthood or the laws of judaism or the core laws of moses delivered to him by an angel many of us say this is what it means to serve god romans 4 verse 2 if our father abraham we are to boast, not before God. In spite of the fact that God said to him, Abraham, Genesis 15 and then 17, walk thou before me and be perfect. If he had, we are to boast, not before God. Because you can never boast before God by the works of the flesh. You can't. You cannot boast in God's sight. Apostle Suleiman. The, the popular media pastor said he has read his Bible cover to cover 50 times. And I know a man, I, 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 I love him so much, he's been an inspiration to me, who said in the last 30 years or so, in the last 20 years, he has read the Bible four times every year. This message has read his Bible through 80 times, cover to cover. It shows him he's been able to quote a lot of Psalms and Proverbs, not New Testament. 
is two people I just mentioned. Somebody who has read his Bible 80 times in the last 20 years and somebody who has read 30 times in his lifetime. Both do not understand who Christ is. You say, are you dis destroying their character by lying? No! From what they say, they don't understand the Old Testament is done away with. Apart from being able to read and read, you must understand the, the Bible perception. It's, it's, it's put away all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But the hearers of the word, not hearers only, is cheating your own selves. James 1 to 22. Look at John 5. 39 in, 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 in a wonderful way. The man was not basically saying such the scriptures because he was talking to people who had been saying the scriptures. No, no, but he was not saying begin of such. No, it can't. Was talking to teachers of the law who had been searching scriptures. And now it can't be that he was saying, hey, hey, let the Bible know. They were learned and knowledgeable. He asked them several questions before now. He was saying, and this you find in the Greek interlinear rendition of the Bible. Sometimes you find a resource material that will be helpful for your learning. A Greek dictionary or material where there is a literal, direct transliteration, word for word, Greek versus English for the New Testament and Hebrew versus English for the Old Testament. Verse 39 actually says, Ye sack the scriptures. And this complies with the context. Such the scriptures also is right with this context. But just to bring you the full meaning and the weight of this statement. In the scriptures, in the scriptures A, B, C, you think you have eternal life. You value the scriptures as a compendium of spiritual resources to relate with God outside the meaning of the scriptures. Just religious homily, religious lives, where, for example, you treasure the Bible for your breast pocket as a young man for your third hand back as a young woman for church there are some bags you don't ever want to put the bible in because you don't want your friends who think you are very sociable to know that you are not sociable you are only fanatically religious you treasure your bible for your bags your breast pocket for being a religious material 
You don't treasure the contents by reading of value what God says through it. The Bible does not teach us the worship of the Bible. The Bible teaches us, teaches us the worship of God through Christ Jesus. The Bible does not teach us the worship of the book of Psalms and Proverbs. The Bible does not support reading Psalms into water and drinking it for health or for healing. Just like you take a chunk of the Quran or the Hadith and you write on, on some board with some Kandahar or Huntu, edible Kandahar or Huntu and then you wash or you bind up with some black or white thread and call it Tira that answers to Torah of the Old Testament of the Jewish ideology. God's word does not teach us this kind of cultic practice. God's word teaches us Christ revealed in God the Father and faith in Him as a very important reason why this inspiration is given by God. Search the scriptures. You search the scriptures. You think in the scriptures there is value. But then, if you really were to search the scripture with a right heart of honesty, you would discover a testify of me. Oh my God. Put away all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with a meekness. If you don't have a meek attitude towards the word, you wouldn't get it. Put your money in. You would discover the Bible speaks of Christ. God's word is Christocentric. There's only one message in the Bible. There's only one truth in the Bible. There's only one character in the Bible. There's only one chatter in the Bible. There's only one person in the Bible. There's only one source of information in the Bible. There's only one wisdom in the Bible. His name is Jesus Christ. His message is the title of the Bible. Imagine putting at the very beginning of the Bible the message of Christ's death and resurrection. You will have succeeded at a resume or a summary of Bible truth. Jesus is the way. I have seen a title before. The Holy Glad Tidings of Christ. <laughs> because the word Biblios, the word Biblios in the Latin, it means books. Biblios is vague. Holy books. What makes the books holy? But it's the holy glad tidings of Jesus Christ. I love it. The good news. I love it. The message. The message. The message. The message translation. The message. Because it's only one message. The books add up to one message. The perception, the synopsis, the, the core is the message. The message. Jesus is the message. Jesus is the message. Jesus is the only message. Jesus is the only truth. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only character. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Jesus says it.
Father